Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News. Wednesday, May 17th, 2023. Stand up for your country. Now, some of you are angry that no one will be prosecuted for the Russian collusion fraud. We now know the FBI totally injected itself into politics, did not conduct an honest investigation. The accusations that Donald Trump and his campaign were working with Russia were not true. The FBI knew it and continued the investigation. That's what the Durham report showed, and it was out yesterday. So I feel your pain. Some people should be charged, right? I mean, if Donald Trump is going to be charged for documents in his basement that he didn't even know about, um, and this FBI thing, I'm on. But the swamp will not do it. There's no way that the Justice Department is going to bring charges. So um, we have a corrupt government. And that's that. There's nothing that we can do other than elect different people and hope that they're more honest. But the Durham report has another aspect to it. And that is the subject of this evening's Talking Points memo. So the left wing is humiliated. They're incapable themselves of being humiliated. But the people who are not left wing, they know. Because the left wing went out and convicted Trump and his campaign all day long. Everybody knows that. Now they're humiliated. The FBI has lost all credibility with me. And I wrote Killing the Mob. And the FBI dismantled organized crime in the 1950s and early 60s. They knocked out the Ku Klux Klan. They kept a lid on Hitler's spies 
and uh, Japan saboteurs. They did a great job containing Russia in the Cold War. The FBI had a really stellar resume and is the most powerful law enforcement agency in the world, not just the United States. And now it's gone. The image is gone. You have to reorganize the whole thing because Americans believe it's corrupt, and it is. It flat out is. So that's the big thing with the Durham report. Durham said, quote, the FBI moved forward with the investigation despite a lack of information from the intelligence community that corroborated a hypothesis upon which the crossfire hurricane investigation was predicated. Um, and that, I'm going to use that quote that you just saw, that was a mistake. But the quote I just read you, okay, basically says the FBI conducted a fraudulent investigation. Now, this is the key quote in the Durham report. Put it on up. As the record reflects, as of early 2017, the FBI still did not possess any intelligence showing that anyone associated with the Trump campaign was in contact with Russian intelligence officers during the campaign. Indeed, based on declassified documents from early 2017, the FBI's own records show that reports published by the New York Times in February and March 17 concerning what four unnamed current and former U.S. intelligence officials claimed about the Trump campaign personnel being in touch with the Russians was untrue. So not only did the FBI know it was untrue, they knew that the New York Times was reporting was bunk as well. And I'll get to the New York Times in a moment. So the whole thing was, again, a fraud, all right, that the FBI actively participated in to undermine Donald Trump's campaign in 2016. I mean, it's shocking. It's just absolutely shocking. And it's um, disturbing to the nth degree. Now, there's no two sides to the story, yet the far-left manufacturers won. So Adam Schiff, the congressman from California, convicted Trump and the Trump campaign of a million felonies. You remember him. This is what he said last night. Go. This conclusion, which adds very little to the inspector general's report we had two years ago, never proves the deep state conspiracy that was alleged all along. So we have four years uh, of wasted effort. Uh, and worse than that, we have four years, I think, of uh, undermining the department in a political prosecution. Is there a more intellectually dishonest public servant in this country than Adam Schiff? I don't think so. I would take George Santos over Schiff. That's how bad Schiff is. And he, he knows he can say anything on MSNBC. I mean, it's, it's just a cartoon over there. But his constituents in California won't, they don't care. They care what he says. All right, let's get to the New York Times and the Washington Post. They won Pulitzer Prizes for their reportage on the Russian collusion case, which reportage the FBI says is fabricated. They made it up. Now, they made it up using anonymous sources. When I say made it up, the New York Times and Washington Post printed what they were told by people they didn't identify. And, they, you know, when you do that, the person telling you something could have every motive in the world. You don't know. You can't confirm it. They just printed it. They got a Pulitzer Prize 
in 2018. Here was, here's what the Pulitzer Company said about giving them the award. Quote, for deeply sourced, relentlessly reported coverage in the public interest that dramatically furthered the nation's understanding of Russian interference in 2016 election and its connections to the Trump campaign, the president-elect's transition team, and his eventual administration, unquote. And it was all fake. And there's a Pulitzer Prize company. All right. So um, you're going, what the deuce is going on here, right? So the Pulitzer uh, people are based at Columbia University in New York City. Used to be a very prestigious award. Began in 1917. But now the Pulitzer company has no credibility, just like the FBI. None. So in 2022, last year, Pulitzer knew it was in trouble and they investigated. And here's the conclusion of that investigation. Quote, no passages or headlines, contentions or assertions in any of the winning submissions were discredited by facts that emerged subsequent to the conferral of the prizes. The 2018 Pulitzer Prize is a national reporting stamp. That's a lie. That's a lie. There are no facts. As Durham and Robert Mueller, the other special counsel, no facts. It was all bull. And it was engineered by the Hillary Clinton campaign. They provided the bull. The New York Times printed the bull. The FBI knew it was bull and went ahead with more investigating anyway. <laughs> I mean, really, I've been in this business a long time. And you know that. I've never seen anything like this. So some journalists uh, contacted the New York Times today and said, you're going to give the Pulitzer back? No. And the Washington Post wouldn't even take the call. I mean, you know, it's just, it's shocking. That's the word. It's just shocking. Now, I'm going to be on uh, News Nation tonight at 830 um, with Chris Cuomo. And then Cuomo's a Democrat. He's, he's a lefty. All right? And I'm, this is our lead topic here. So you might want to watch that. 8.30 News Nation tonight. So the White House obviously sees his Durham report. And a reporter, only one from Real Clear, asked Corinne Jean-Pierre about it. Go. Does he agree with... Uh, special counsel Durham that there needs to be wholesale changes at the FBI? Again, that is uh, with the Department of Justice. That's not something that I'm going to speak from the podium. As you just stated in your question, we believe in an independent uh, de Department of Justice. <laughs> independent. It's corrupt. But, it's, you know, as long as it's independent, it's okay. It's corrupt. It's okay. Yeah, it's independent. Uh, you know, I can't. It's, I want to disparage Ms. Jean-Pierre, but I can't bring myself to do it. Too easy a target. It's almost like Kamala. It's just too easy now. Uh, okay, CNN uh, didn't mention the Durham report in prime time, according to my uh, producers. I didn't watch him anything like that. So I'm on Hannity Radio today. Uh, as we do every Wednesday, and it's posted on BillOReilly.com. Um, and and I, I said to him, this, he goes, oh, they don't. I said, no, no, it's not apathy. It's voter suppression. It's information suppression. So CNN, they, they're trying to move to the center, and they don't mention the Durham report. 
Come on. It's just ridiculous. You see what, what's happening is this wave of corruption. It's incredible. All right. That's the memo. Um, there's a lot to absorb in it. If you are a premium member to BillOReilly.com, you can get a transcript of it, of what I just said, free, okay? And you can rewatch, you know, this broadcast. So I know there was a lot. I think you've got it, though, how bad this is. It's bad. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine, enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe, download now, The Truth. President Biden's off to Japan, Hiroshima, and had he actually thought that uh, things that Biden may apologize for the atom bombs being dropped on Hiroshima and Nagasaki, I don't believe that he will. Biden will do that. That'd be the end of Biden if he does. That would cause so much controversy in the United States. I think that would be the end. So I don't think Biden will do it. So we'll see. All right. So he's over there, G7. Uh, Japan, Canada, France, Germany, Italy, UK, and USA. They better get it together because she, Putin, and the mullahs of Iran were not invited to this sushi fest over there. Uh, but believe me, this parallels to the 1930s. And if you read Killing the Rising Sun, I talk about the atom bombs then. And if you haven't read that book, I mean, that's really a book that you should read. Uh, to know what's going on today. It's the same threat that was there in the 1930s that led to World War II. Exactly the same is now in play here in 2023. Now you need to know what happened back then because it's happening again. Uh, Kamala Harris, we got a letter from a, a viewer and said, uh, why don't you do, as you do with Joe Biden every day, uh, Kamala Harris's uh Schedule. The vice president does not put out a schedule. No, nobody knows what she's doing. Kamala doesn't know what she's doing. Nobody else knows. Now, Biden last night made a surprise appearance at a gala for Emily's List. What's Emily's List? It is a pro-abortion group. It's a group devoted to promoting abortion. Okay. Three million members, Emily's List says it has. All right. Um, it was founded in 1985 and it's, you know, they link abortion to women's rights and that's what Emily's List does. So they're honoring, of course, Nancy Pelosi last night in Washington and Biden shows up. Go. She's been a steadfast defender of women's rights. I need not even mention that, the right to choose. But I want to thank every single person in this room for leading the way in that fight. It's a critical fight. It's about democracy. It's about freedom. Okay, so Joe Biden's a Roman Catholic. Nancy Pelosi is as well. Now, I can't judge because I'm the biggest sinner and, and the Bible makes clear that we human beings are not in the judgment arena. Okay, that's the deity. And many Americans don't believe in God. All right, so don't think there's ever going to be a judgment day. And that's their perfect right to do that. 
That's what Killing the Witch is, my book coming up in September. A lot of that, how we got to this religion place, okay? So if you don't believe in God, then basically there's, you're not going to be held accountable for what you do, good or bad. No accountability. You're here. It's just about you. That's it. But Biden and Pelosi, they are, by their own uh, description, avid Roman Catholics. So what am I supposed to think of them? Because I'm Catholic too. And I'll tell you what I think. If you're a Roman Catholic, you know that abortion is a mortal sin. Okay? That's it. Because the Catholic Church believes that life begins at conception and you cannot take a human life. That's why I don't believe in the death penalty. But if I were in charge of the Justice Department, those criminals who committed murder would wish they were dead. Though we wouldn't have soft prisons. We'd have hard prisons for them. Anyway, so what am I supposed to think when I see Biden up there uh, schmoozing with the bishops and Pelosi and all of that? Here's what I think. As a Catholic, if you're elected to office, you can't let your religion intrude on your decision-making. There's a separation. And again, I, I, you'll see it in Killing the Witches. It's, it's beyond any doubt. So you can't do that. What you can do, though, is say, look, I believe, and, and Biden does this. I never heard Pelosi do it. But Biden does. He goes, oh, my private beliefs I can't impose. Okay. But what are your private beliefs? Biden doesn't say course not, because that would alienate his far left base, which wants abortion. Okay, they think it is a good thing, the process of eliminating a potential human being at any stage is good, because it's part of a woman's rights. The unborn have no rights. No. How do they know that? I, I'm not sure where. So Biden and Pelosi, uh, if they're Catholic, they have to believe in a judgment day. That's what Catholics believe, that we're going to be held accountable for what we do here on the planet, both good and evil, right? So they're going to get up there, and Biden, he goes, uh, you know, every single person in this room leading the way in that fight. Yeah, let's get all behind abortion. Not saying, you know, I don't think abortion is right. I believe that all human life is sacred. But I understand I can't impose that belief on people who see it differently. So what I'm going to do as Joe Biden, president and Catholic, that I'm going to encourage adoption. I'm going to encourage people to think very, very deeply about terminating a pregnancy. And I'm going to make it's easier to adopt, put more federal money in adoption agencies, and try, as Bill Clinton once said, to make abortion rare rather than make it a form of birth control or it's really casual, nothing to it. That's what I would say. Okay? Biden doesn't say anything close to that. Pelosi, I'm not even getting into. She's far, so far out on, a, on the issue. Now, I don't know. After these people die or I die, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't. But if I really believe 
in the theology of Catholicism. There's no other path. You got to try to protect some of the unborn. You see Joe Biden trying to do that? You see Nancy Pelosi trying to do that? Not judging them? Statement of fact. Senate votes to repeal Washington, D.C.'s soft on crime police policies. Okay, so the district voted to remove all D.C. cops from boards overseeing the use of force and disciplinary action against the police. That means the cops have no say in D.C. about what happens when a police officer is accused. They don't have any defense. This was the law passed by Muriel Bowser, the mayor of D.C., and her fellow travelers. The Senate went in and voted 56-43 to stop that. Remember, the District of Columbia is run by the federal government. The locals basically just make the trains run and the buses run. They don't have any power. But 43 senators voted against the cops. 43 Democratic senators, not one Republican. 43. Now, if I'm running against any of them, that's the headline. House passed this um, And Biden's got to sign it. He already said he would. On the border, this is an incredible story. Two more, six more. I thought it was two. It's six. Six potential terrorists were detained by Border Patrol in the past two days. Six. Brings a total of 88 people sneaking across the border on a terror watch list. (laughs) Oh, man. Hey, Joe, open border, huh? Al-Qaeda, ISIS, and they're going to break the record this year. The record is 98 people on a terror watch list caught sneaking across. There's 88, and it's the middle of May. Border Patrol agents released 6,400 migrants who came across the border. They shouldn't have. Without court dates and any kind of accountability of where they're going. Now, that sounds like a low number because there's 7 million that have crossed over since Biden was in office. Okay, but this 64 is in the past week. And a federal judge, T. Kent Wetherill, has stopped it, issued an injunction. You cannot let migrants go if your Border Patrol authorities or Homeland Security drives. You can't keep them confined. You can't let them go. Unless they have some kind of court hearing or something like that. That's how bad it is. California Senate Bill 227 would pay illegal aliens unemployment benefits. 300 bucks a week for 20 weeks. Total cost to California, $356 million. The budget deficit in California, Gavin Newsom, everyone, $31 billion. And you add another $356 million pay on employment. You, you wonder why the poor people want to come here, California. Here in Long Island, where I live, there is a school, the Waldorf School, Garden City. Costs you thirty grand a year to send your urchin there. It's run by Unitarians. They have a curriculum called Our Whole Lives. Owl. In that curriculum, there is a book called It's Perfectly Normal. 
meant for high school kids. They have given fifth grade teachers the book to use with their students. In the book, there is discussions of all kinds of sexual activity, explicit, and how homosexual conduct is perfectly normal. The perfectly normal book says that the ancient Greeks thought love between two men was the highest form of love. Fifth graders. Anyway, parents got a wind of this. There's all kinds of angst. All right, in Garden City, it's an affluent suburb of New York City. So here's my take on it. Any parent sending their kid to the Waldorf school is responsible for a system that's going to corrupt the child. Fifth graders are not able to process all of this. They can't. Now, if it's junior, senior in high school, I still wouldn't. If I were me, I still wouldn't. I wouldn't send my kids to any place like that. So, you know, this is one instance, and I hope the school goes out of business and the Unitarians should be ashamed, but they're not. They don't believe in anything. If you're Unitarian, you don't believe in anything. I mean, that's why Benjamin Franklin was Unitarian. He's in Killing the Witches. I explain the whole thing there in that book. Coming out in September. So it got me into thinking that kids, it's harder to be a child now than any other time in American history, in my opinion, my humble opinion. I wouldn't want to be an urchin now. So I looked around for somebody who really knows this world, and joining us from Albany, New York, is Dr. Vanessa Cutler, a psychiatrist, MD, works with children. Um, progressive education now outlawed in the state of Florida. Other states doing it as well. Um, but it's common in New York, California, Massachusetts, Illinois, other progressive states. Do you have any opinion on that? Um, well, you know, I, I think that, you know, when we talk about some of these issues, you know, from the perspective of the child psychiatrist, you know, we have to talk really about um, how some of these issues are going to affect children, um, whether or not exposure to some of these issues are developmentally appropriate. Um, and how they might contribute to stress levels in children. Okay, but you're not, you dodge the question. So these are 10-year-olds, and in this book that they're given them, there are descriptions, very vivid, of sexual activity. 10 years old. It's not the birds and the bees. It's all kinds of alternative techniques. I, I mean, to me, as a parent, I, I'm, I don't want that. Yeah, and, and it seems like, you know, there definitely is cause for concern. I mean, particularly, you know, amongst the parents of these fifth graders who are around age 11, um, you know, discussions about sex should, should be held with parents, with pediatricians, and also with the school, but parents should also be involved in those discussions. Should they, take, when they, they should lead. Parents should lead, right? I would imagine. Well, they're critical. You know, they definitely are critical stakeholders here, and I I think that it sounds to me that there is you know a, a group of parents who 
maybe were not heard or or not educated about this before yeah, it happened. It's, it's extremely liberal school, so I'm going to cut um, through it and say the parents that send their kids to that kind of a school, they want that. So children get confused. You know that. I mean, you're a pro. You, this is what you do. They get confused about life because they, they can only process a certain amount of things. You stair-step these things. Instead, there's an indoctrination in some places to convince the child that, you know, everything is okay, libertine conduct is fine, abortion is fine, uh, you know. And I'm saying that I don't oppose the governments of the states to say no. And I know there are derelict parents, irresponsible parents, and that's a big problem in the United States. Absolutely is. But people like you, I mean, you're the last line of defense, doctor. I mean, you got to speak up and say, look, you got to do this in a way that's responsible. I think this is just really irresponsible. Yeah, I, you know, I think, again, we have to always really approach a lot of these issues based on what the literature, the medical literature says. And frankly, a lot of these issues currently are, are unprecedented as, as we're now experiencing them and as children are experiencing them. Yeah, we've never seen this kind of stuff before, and it's a progressive wave. What about pot? Legalization of marijuana, as I predicted long time ago, made it a lot easier for children to access marijuana. And the signal that it sends is okay. It's okay to do it. And we gave the stats yesterday. There's a new study out. I hope you'll read it. Um, where the um, emergency rooms with the kids going in and the uh, pot addiction with the rehabs, they're all through the roof. Mm -hmm. um, so the message to children, again, intoxication, don't worry about it. It's not that big a deal. Are you seeing that? Oh, yes. I mean, I see quite a lot of this and, again, have been seeing, you know, this for a very long time. Um, you know, really what is quite interesting and what is kind of new research recently is actually the effect of cannabis on the recreational teen user. We have always known for a long time that um, habitual cannabis use in adolescence uh, can lead to detrimental psychiatric illness. Um, but we're also kind of coming now to find, too, that the recreational user is also at higher risk for psychiatric disorders, in addition to risk for truancy, poor grades, and brushes with the law. Okay, and I don't disagree with that at all based upon what I've seen. And I, I mean, I have a zero tolerance in my house with any kind of intoxicants. Once a child gets intoxicated, and you know this better than anybody, their childhood vanishes. That's it. It's over. Um, they're in another world now, a world of destruction. No kid under the age 18 and down. Intoxication doesn't help them. Am I correct? Yeah, I mean, I mean, really, you know, what the medical research shows is that for teens, um, alcohol use, cannabis use, any kind of substance use actively um, changes anatomically of the brain yeah i'm lucky because my urchins bought into the zero they didn't have much choice but they didn't as far as i know they're clean final thing there's a lot of hatred in this country now political hatred two sides 
uh, filters down to the urchins. Have you seen any of that? Any advice for, for people on that? Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, again, these are, are really kind of unprecedented waters um, that, that we have been traveling in terms of looking at the effect of political instability on kids. And, you know, what we do know is that these kinds of issues most definitely affect not only adults, but also children and adolescents. The difference that children and adolescents have developing brains um, while adults, we hope, are a little more uh, in tune with the more rational parts of their brains. Um, so when we expose people with developing brains to a lot of this vitriol, um, you know, what we do see is a lot of stress and uh, can truly, you know, lead to anxiety disorders and depressive illnesses. Um, so I think, you know, in terms of, of recommendations, again, to parents, what we always recommend is modeling really good behaviors and also taking the emotion out of these debates, which can be really... Yeah, um, don't get, don't get uh, angry in front of your kids and start swearing at the television set or anything like that. I agree. Hey, doctor, very nice of you to help us out. We appreciate your expertise and we'll talk again, I hope. Thank you. Thanks. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Okay, cable news ratings. First time, and I guess it happened in early May, but MSNBC on Monday night beat Fox News in prime time. In the 20 years plus I was at Fox, it never happened. Ever happened. Not once. So on Monday, MSNBC had 1,860,000 average viewers. Fox News, 1,720,000 average viewers. CNN, a poultry, 485,000. Demographics, MSNBC, this is 25 to 54 viewers, 188. Fox News, 174,000. CNN, 117,000. Put it in perspective, when I, uh, the last quarter that I was on Fox in the O'Reilly Factor, I did about 4 million average a night at 8, another 2 million at 11. That's 6 million combo. So you can see, it's over. It's over. We've discussed that, and, but I want to back up my opinion. U.S. State Department says do not travel to Jamaica or Haiti. I've been to both places uh, multiple times. And I agree with the State Department, do not go to Haiti or Jamaica. Now, Jamaica is just a drug haven, all right? Drug gangs control the island. 
It is one of the most beautiful places in the world, Jamaica, particularly Negril in that area. Uh, it is stunning. You go there, you could get in trouble like that, even in a resort area. Drug gangs run it. In Haiti, drug gangs again, drug gangs again. They run the country now, okay? The police non-existent in Haiti. Jamaica, not really. They're all on the take. They're all bought off. So if you're planning a trip to Jamaica, you might want to reconsider that. I don't want you to get in trouble. And Haiti, forget it. I don't go to Mexico, by the way, and you know that. Smart life. Um, quote wizard. All right. So insurance uh, is ridiculous. Car insurance. I've had a big uh, to do with my insurance agent, Allstate. Been with them for a long time. Don't know if I'm going to continue. They doubled my car insurance rates for no reason. I got a clean record. No reason. Okay. So I'm negotiating now and they know I'm teed off. All right. So, quote, wizard, if you go there, it's one word, quote, wizard, then you throw in your zip code and, and your auto insurance costs and all that. They analyze it for you. And then they come back with, well, here's the deal you could get or whatever. So check it out. Quote, wizard. This day in history, May 17, 2010, the movie Iron Man 2 debuted number one at the box office. And there was a big reason why. Go. Listen, our it's, it's our much. position that Bandy? Stark has it? and continues to maintain proprietary ownership of the Mark II platform. When Mr. Stark announced he was indeed Iron Man, he was making a promise No, to the suit belongs we to us. We trusted that he would look out for us. Yes, but you're he not. obviously did not. Bert. And now we learn yes, that his secretary, a woman named Virginia Pepper Potts, has been appointed as CEO of Stark Industries. What are her qualifications? No. Ms. Potts is doing nothing to manage the Mute. So I was on the phone with Downey about a month ago. <laughs> he was so funny. And he is a mutual friend. And, and the friend put him on the phone with me. I said, Downey, I made you. I made you. <laughs> so 13 years ago, boy, I didn't see that long. May 17, 2010, Iron Man 2, number one. The thing grows $624 million. All right, we got mail. We got a final thought about a mystery special you're going to want to hear about. We'll be right back. Go to the mail. Susan, concierge member, says, after reviewing much of the Durham report, I confess I'm not at all surprised about the failure of our FBI and Department of Justice uh, to investigate anything without bias. My understanding of our founding fathers' documents is that this is what they feared the most, a republic, if you can keep it, Benjamin Franklin. If you can keep it. Absolutely. Mary O'Hearn, Hudson, New Hampshire. While reading some of the commentaries of various news sources on the release of the Durham report, it seems evident that government agencies colluded to smear Trump. What I don't understand is why. Come on, Mary. He, he's an outsider. The D.C. swamp people didn't want him. And then when he opens his mouth and spouts conservative stuff, the MAGA people, they hate him more than any they hated any politician that's why rank hate valerie the country's divided and angry i'm angry my tax dollars funded the durham report and now what nothing happens after millions of dollars have been spent but we know now for sure 
We know for sure. Mark from West Virginia, Bill of Congress can charge Blinken with contempt for not complying with a subpoena and turnover requested Afghanistan memo. Why can't they charge Ray with contempt for not complying of hand, handing over the whistleblower memo on Joe Biden? They can. They can charge Ray. Absolutely. Robert Durling, Candler, North Carolina. Yes, you spend too much time telling us about how corrupt the media is. But I understand. I'm glad you understand, Robert. Our country will likely continue to decline as we push further away from honest principles. David, hey, Bill, in answer to your question is whether or not you spend too much time on the corrupt media, I say this. You can't spend enough time exposing the corruption, okay? Miriam Moriani, Big Bear Lake, California, very nice place. I'm confused about your response, Bill, to one of the letters you received saying that millions of illegal aliens are going to end up staying in the U.S. and not be deported. They all have to have asylum cases, and what if their requests are denied? Number one, most of them aren't going to show up, Miriam. Nobody's going to look for them. That's going to show up for their asylum here. They're not going to go. Number two, if they're, the asylum hearings are now five, six years down the road, tell me you're going to deport people who have kids and a house. They're not. And they're not obeying the law, period, across the board. Greg Selman, Phoenix, Arizona, since white supremacy is basically the theme of Biden's presidency, uh, if this is our biggest threat, wouldn't it be one of the greatest failures of the FBI that there have been no prosecutions? It's not against the law to be a white supremacist. You think what you want to think, but you, if you point you make is a good one. If the white supremacists acted on it, then you'd think the FBI would crush them like they crushed the Klan. But we don't have any of those cases. Terry Carpenter, Arden, North Carolina. Who do you recommend as far as investing in gold and silver? Number one, Terry, I can't give investment advice. Okay, I can't do that. And number two, this is a concierge member question. On a concierge band, if you sign up for that program, I tell you what I do. That's all I can do. This is what I do. But I can't answer financial questions. Uh, Barbara, concierge member there. Barbara's got it. I really appreciate the wisdom of how you talk about differing views, Bill. I find it difficult to have conversations with people who have different thoughts about politics than I do. But I realize my point of view has value. I will begin to use your method so that my team normal position can be heard. Calm. Facts. Humor. Calm. Facts. Humor. Team normal can persuade. Okay, Father's Day coming up. We got three really good gifts. 89 bucks for Team Normal baseball hat, coffee mug, bumper sticker, and a yearly premium membership for Dad. This is a great, great value. Then if Dad's a reader, killing the legends, killing the mob together for just $18. And if you have those books, then we got Killing Crazy Horse and the United States of Trump together for $18. So I'm doing what I can to make dad and granddad happy. Word of the day, do not be a Visigoth. V-I-S-I-G-O-T-H. Visigoth. Back with the mystery special in a moment. So here's the final thought of the day. I'm not going to be live tomorrow, but I have a special for you that's going to blow you away. And it's funny. 
I hope. And you're going to talk about it. But I'm not going to tell you what it is because I want you to tune in. (laughs) It's kind of, you know. But I guarantee that you will like this special. You may even love this special. All right, so the No Spin News tomorrow going to have a special report that's funny and relevant to politics. You'll hear it on the radio. You'll see it on television, all of that. And remember, I'm on News Nation talking about the Durham Report tonight. Thank you for watching and listening to the No Spin News. Check out the special tomorrow.